God's house, praise God. I had a wonderful time at the outreach yesterday. Appreciate all those preachers and the sign holders and those that passed out this practice. It was truly humbling to be behind the sacred desk. I appreciate Pastor Howe and all that he does. on and wasn't sure if I was going to be teaching on, so I may do a little bit of teaching while I'm preaching or maybe preaching instead of teaching. So I just want to obey the Lord and want to be a blessing and an encouragement to you all and a help for the perfecting of the saints and for the edifying of the body of Christ, which I cannot do by myself. The Lord and the Holy Ghost are pleased to be in prayer. Turn to um, Genesis 24, 56, and we'll also be reading in Luke 1, 46 through 53. Let's turn to Genesis as we prepare to stand for the reading of the Lord. Please pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to be in your house, Lord. God is a humble servant, Lord. I need the Holy Ghost leading. Lord, help me not say anything more than what you have me to say or anything less. God, help us open up the scriptures, our understanding, and Lord, to, to move in each and every one's lives. And we won't fail to give you the glory, the praise, and the honor. In Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Here in Genesis. 24, verse 56. And he said unto them, Enter me not, seeing the Lord has prospered my way. Send me away that I may go to my master. I want to focus on that word, enter me not. And in Luke 1, 46 through 53. Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior, for he hath regarded the low estate of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed, for he that is mighty hath done to me great things, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. He hath showed strength with his arm, and he hath scattered the proud and the imaginations of their hearts. And he hath put down the mighty from their seats and exalted them of low degree. And he hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. Amen. You may be seated. Focusing on that scripture, he has filled the hungry yes. with good things. And the title of the message is, Are We Tender or Hungry? 
And I just these things come to my mind as we, you know, begin this revival. I had a revival on my mind. And just knowing that sometimes there are things that hinder us. Um, and what are we really hungry for? Well, he, 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 in this verse, Genesis 24, 56 says, Hinder me not. And how many are blessed? And we know the verse, those that are hunger and thirst after righteousness, blessed are those that hunger and thirst after righteousness. They shall be filled. And I was thinking about Mary here. In her soul, she magnified the Lord, and in her spirit, she rejoiced with God. Are we rejoicing? Or is our soul, is our soul magnifying the Lord? And she said there in verse 48, all generations shall call me blessed. And I know it was because of the birth of Christ. But how many of us can say as a people of God that we are blessed? And uh, for he has mightily have done great things for us. Praise God. I don't care if it's something small. You know, God has done great things for us. And he has, you know, he has filled the hungry with good things. I'm going to try to lay this down as the best that I can. I know the Holy Ghost is dealing with me on, on many of this, these verses here that I'm going to be reading to you. And, and uh, so many times, I know many of you hear me on the streets quote uh, Matthew or Luke 4 4, where it says, um, Jesus said, For it is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And I look at that as, as Christians, we should know every word of God. We should study it. We should meditate upon it, read it. And um, but it was like the Holy Ghost was showing me something a little bit spiritually deeper in that verse that I've that I've missed many times. And um, sometimes we'll read a verse many times, and then God will let it just stick out, you know, and just kind of jump out at you. And I believe you know that's like with his disciples. He opened up their understanding or he just gave them some spiritual insight. And um, as, as we were, <clears throat> as we study the word of God and we, we grow on the milk of the word to the spiritual meat. And his word is spiritual as much as it is literal. And, uh, I, you know, we want to you know, we should say within ourselves, you know, we, that we want to draw nigh to him, to, to diligently seek him, uh, to hunger for the Holy Ghost, whatever you're seeking for more of the Lord, a hunger for more of a spiritual walk with God, um, and, you know, for revival, uh, to, in, to endeavor the more abundantly with great desire. And um, I'm going to turn here to 1 Thessalonians. 218, he says, Wherefore, we have come unto you, even as I call, once again. And he talked about how Satan hindered us. Now, the old devil, he wants to hinder you from having revival. He wants to sit next to you. And, you know, we know through his word that we're to submit ourselves unto God, resist the devil, and he will flee, praise God. And how many has Satan hindered or used others? And I was thinking of that other verse in Galatians 5, 7, ye did run well. 
who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth, the truth of God's word, the truth of Jesus, of who he is. And, uh, you know, as to, to run well, to fight that good fight of faith, to stay the course. And I begin to think what obstacles or obstructions are in, are in our way. And, you know, things that, uh, be it our job, things that are on the mind or our heart, cares for this world, maybe it's burdens, weights, worries, just being tired. And we shouldn't let these things get in our way, but to be hungry for the things of God. And some of the other excuses that came to mind was there in Proverbs 24, 20 verse 4, it says, The sluggard will not plow by reason of cold, therefore he shall beg and harvest and have nothing. And it kind of goes along with Proverbs 19, 15, slothfulness. We don't get too comfortable in the pew. We don't want to do that, praise God. But there's no seatbelts in there, right? Amen. And uh, slothfulness casts a deep sleep. And an idle soul shall hunger. Amen. I don't want to be hungry in the house of God. We're in here to, to be filled with that word, that spiritual meat, and not to have our mind. And I want us to be careful not to have the mind of uh, a hunger for you know, what's for lunch, you know, what's, what's cooking that after service. You know? And, and, I, and I'm, God help me, Holy Ghost help me not to. I, I want to, to, to grasp the spiritual uh, leading here that there needs to be a spiritual hunger. To, to obey the Lord and that spirit of truth. You know, the spirit of truth, the comforter, that's the Holy Ghost, praise God. In Luke 15, 13, um, talks about the, the prodigal son. And uh, this is somebody that hungered. The younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a country. And there he wasted his substance with riotous, riotous living. And when he had spent all and arose, a mighty famine. Isn't that not wrong? A famine. Is there a famine in the land? Hunger for the word of God. And uh, he, he began to say, uh, and, and the younger of them said to his father, and it's talking about, he wanted all those portions of goods. We want the blessings of God, right? But it seems like a lot of times we don't want to do the walk, to, den to deny ourselves, taking up that cross. And following him. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. And he sent unto him in his fields to feed with swine. Now why in the world, God forbid, would you want to go out there in the world and feed with the swine when God's prepared a wonderful meal here of food? And and he, you know, though he was eating of that swine. He ate with the swine and the husk, 
No man gave him to him, but when he came to himself, and I would to God that people would come to themselves and come to the house of God. He said, and so my fathers have bread. Pay attention to that word bread. There is a deep spiritual meaning behind that bread. How many servants have bread enough to spare? And I perish with hunger. Now these these things that that we're that we're desiring of the world, that we better not desire the world. They're not going to fulfill you. They're not going to fill you up. They're going to just create more hunger, more ungodly cravings, more ungodly desires to go out and, and feast on things not of God. And um, being being hungry or hindered by the wrong thing can leave a soul being in being in the harvest and hungry and in the need of a blessing of wanting to be filled. So we, we, we need to be hungry for God, have that craving, that desire, and to be hungry after the Lord. Even Jesus, you know, Jesus was hungry. I'm going to turn to uh, John. Well, before I turn there, he, he was hungered after he had fasted forty days and nights. And do you ever do you ever wonder what Jesus was fasting for? Uh, in Luke four, it says Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. And that old devil was wanting him to, I'll turn there, Matthew 4, we'll go look for it. Um, <clears throat> in Luke 4, verse 2, it says, And when they were ended, after the forty days, afterward he hungered. And the devil said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, command this stone that it may be made bread. There's that word bread again. And he, and he answered the devil. He said, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. And he's, he's not only talking about the natural bread. And he's talking about that spiritual bread. Uh, we, we need the Spirit of God be hunger for the things after God. And, you know, the stone, you know, it kind of reminds me of the stony heart. You know, the, the, it's not, you don't eat stones, obviously, but the it, it's not going to fulfill the need and the, the growth within each and every one of us. And I was also thinking about fasting. And I brought a plate in here, an illustration. But, you know, when we're fasting, I felt the Lord was speaking to me about this as well. We push that plate aside, and we don't eat or we don't drink. Push that away. We're not eating or drinking. We get hungry, right? Is that the right kind of hunger, though? That's what the Holy Ghost is telling you. You're getting hungry, and you're not eating. What are you hungry for? And felt, you know, Holy Ghost is dealing with me about you. Instead of being hungry for what you're not eating in the natural, where's the hunger for the natural spirit? And uh, I, I thank God for his teaching and his dealing with me. 
And uh, I never thought about it that way. I, I know we all get hungry when we fast, but what are you really, you know, why aren't you hungry for the, you know, that there's a purpose behind that fast. And, and so many people, they want to, they, they do it for the wrong reason. They do it because they want to lose weight or they want to look better. That's, that's not right. That's, that's just as guilty as being hungry, you know, or not giving in to fasting. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, to get rid of the natural hunger, but not the spiritual hunger that we need every day. And, and that goes back to Matthew 4 4 and Luke 4 4, talking about the hunger every day, not living by bread and water, but that spiritual hunger that we need to have every single day. And, and, and that spiritual hunger is through every written word that comes out of the mouth of God. I, too, was also thinking about Anna, the prophetess. Um, it's in Luke 2, 36 and 37. Kind of, I was looking at her, at her life. And there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Nell of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age and had lived 107 years from her virginity, and she was a widow about fourscore and four years, which departed not from the temple. Praise God, she was having church every day. And but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. Does that mean that she didn't eat her whole life or the whole time daily? I believe those fastings were spiritual fastings. She was desiring and, you know, not... And I believe she did go without food and drink. Many of, however, however she fasted, the, the point is, she served God with fasting and prayers night and day. And uh, looking at how many others have, have fasted night and day, um, serving the Lord. In 1 Corinthians 9 and 4, it says, Have we not the power to eat and drink? And talking about whatsoever we eat, the Word of God talks about whatsoever we eat or drink, um, we do it as unto the Lord. Um, to be hungry and not hindered, and for that bread of life, says in Luke 6, 3 and 4, And Jesus answered them, said, Have ye not read so much as this? What David did, and he's talking to the Jews, uh, when himself was hungered, and they that which with him, how he went into what? The house of God. There is John. I know it, it's talking about a, a physical bread, but the house of God is spiritual bread. And did eat the showbread, and gave to them also that were with him, which is is not lawful to eat, but for the priest alone. Amen. And turn to John 6. And read there. 32 and 33. He says. Then Jesus said unto them. Verily, verily, I say unto you. Moses gave you not that bread. 
in the bread from heaven, that my Father giveth you true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is, is he that which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. Amen. And in verse 48, 51, he says it again. But here he says, I am that bread of life. Do we have the bread of life? Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven that man may eat thereof and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for life to this world. Amen. And as he goes on in John chapter 6, in the Jews, you know, there's, they strove among themselves saying, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? You know, looking at the natural. And a lot of times we're, we're looking at the natural. And then Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto you, except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink of his blood, you have no life in you. Whosoever eat my flesh and drink of my blood hath eternal life, and I will raise him up in the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me and I in him. As the living Father hath sent me, I live by the Father, so he that eateth me even shall live by me. That is the bread which come down from heaven. Not as your fathers did eat manna. He's trying to explain to them that the difference between the natural and the spiritual is Jesus he was a true sacrifice. And he says, And those are dead, and he that eateth of this bread shall live forever. Amen. I want to live forever. I want those that are born again to live forever. These souls that are that we were reaching out to yesterday, those, those are souls and lives. Every one of them belong to God. And whether they accept him or reject him, um, it's, it's about knowing Christ and knowing God. And, uh, <clears throat> not to be hindered. And too many people let things hinder them. And then first, we'll go to 1 Corinthians 10. And again, just the, the warnings of, you know, we, we should let hindering hinder us. The hindering should be on the other end. We should be hindered not to go into the world. Um, hindered, don't let these, not to let these things affect us. fellowship with devils, you cannot drink the cup of the Lord and of the cup of devils. You cannot be partakers of the Lord's table and of the tables of devils. 
And you know, talking about, do we provoke the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger than He? And you know, the, the things that we partake of, the things that we eat of, are they, are they helping us to grow spiritually? I mean, physically, you know, things are evident, brother. We have to be mindful of the things that are natural that can, um, you know, hinder our hinder our health. Hinder our, our labors. We don't want to be sluggards. In verse 10 and 3 and 4, he said, And did all eat the same spiritual meat? And did all drink the same spiritual drink? For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. Amen. He's the bread of life. He's, he's that living water that we need each and every day. And um, going into you know Acts two, verse forty-two, and it talks about and they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. And again, they're in the word, in fellowship, and in breaking of what. Bread and in prayer. And, and, and a lot of times I think that's meaning literal bread, but that could be spiritual bread on top as, as well. And in prayers. In verse 46 and 47, it says, And they continued daily with one accord in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. Now, what is the singleness of our heart? What are, what are we focusing on when it, when it comes to being hungry or fed of the Lord? To be ready and to be right. Not to let the things of this world, you know, we got to do some fasting. And, uh, I was thinking, too, about those that little boy. What did he bring? Two fishes and loaves of bread, right? And God was able to bless that and multiply that to where there were baskets of fragments left over. And God is able to do that with our lives. He takes the fragments of our lives and bless it through, you know, through his word and that holy word. And just to be ready. And, um, and, I, and I want us to be ready. I want us to have a hunger, not for the things of this world, not to let the, the things of this world affect our thinking, just to be ready. Um, a lot of times, our minds are, you know, we don't want to be double-minded, but to keep our focus on Christ. And when we come to church and we're tired or we're hungry or we're Lord, God forbid, we're not in the right spirit. You know? Got to be in the right spirit. You got to crucify that flesh, mortify it, and you know and you got to you know, even humble yourself and more, submitting yourself to God. Maybe it's not so much resisting the devil. Maybe you got to resist you, you know, yourself. And I know sometimes. 
get so busy and so wrapped up in the things, we just, we're, we're not focused. Uh, I'm speaking to myself foremost. Um, you know, we, to be, to be ready, and, and as the revival comes up, just to be mindful of the spiritual things, you know, what you want to come here to eat. Because Jesus talked about those in the last days, what, that they would be eating and drinking and being merry out there. How come we're not eating and drinking and rejoicing in here? You know, to enter into his gates with praise and thanksgiving, to lift the name of Jesus up, and to give him all the praise and the glory. I mean, he's not the God of the dead. He's the God of the living. Are we living for God? Uh, we're living for God. We're going we're gonna, to... We're going to be hungry, always hungry, rebellious, and you know, contend for the faith, uh, to endure, to overcome. And as we read, you know, the Word of God, it's and, and we seek Him in prayer. You know, are, are we are we laying our hearts on the altar? Are we putting aside our desires and our hungers? You know, we should really leave them outside the door. But if you've got them, it's better to lay them down and get prayed through before. That way, when you get in service, you can be, you know, you can get in Christ, get in the mind of Christ. And um, just to be ready. Because you know, we're, we're running out of time, and, and you know, the world, and we're not promised tomorrow. Be the world end or not, you know, looking for his return. You know, those two men in white apparel, they said, why stand ye gazing? A lot of times we're gazing, watching what's going on in the news, watching what's going on around us. What are we doing? I want to get in service. I want to get out and labor. I want to do what God called me to do. And I want to be obedient. And I don't want to hunger after the things of the world. Being in the natural brothers, Tyler, no Oreos, and, uh, you know, watch that belt loop, you know, you know, just, you know when you, you, you just, just to be healthy, I can't stop from getting old, I tell my wife, I don't like getting old, it's a new thing for me, <laughs> just seriously, and, and, and spiritually, I want to be ready. Love the Lord with all my heart, all my soul, all my strength. Love each and every one of you. And just to lay aside every weight, every weight that easily beset us, and to be mindful of what He's called us to do, and stay hungry and, and on fire for, for Christ. Because there's, there's, there's too many things that the devil wants to put on, on our plate. We've got too many temptations, too many devices. That's not to say that we can't overcome each and every one. And, uh, you know, even Jesus at the Last Supper. That's, that was something I, I, I left out. There, there in Corinthians, this is very important. First Corinthians chapter 11, 
verse 22. What? Have ye not houses to eat and to drink in? Or despise ye the church of God? And shame them that have not? What shall I say to you? Shall I praise you in this? I praise you not. And he says, For I have received of the Lord that which also I deliver unto you, that the Lord Jesus, that same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take and eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. You know, and I was thinking about it. when we take that bread, when we are we are we doing this in remembrance of him? Thanking him for every meal, thanking him at the beginning of the day and the end of the day, and when we travel for travel and mercy, are we in remembrance of him? I mean, I, I don't want to be like David and forget. And, and then you know, here comes sin and temptation. When we're not being mindful of God, these things can you know, come to us. And in verse 25, it says, After the same manner also he took the cup, and when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament. In my blood, this do ye as often as ye drink it in remembrance of me. Amen. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. He's coming back. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. So let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth that and drinketh unworthy eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. Amen. We, we need to judge ourselves, to examine our faith, our walk. And I, too, was thinking about those in John 6. Um, he just told them about the miracles of the fishes and the loaves. Did they come for the fishes and loaves? Did they come for Jesus? And then he began to tell the Jews about the manna, that he was the bread of life. If I am the bread of life, your fathers did eat manna. Which bread are you eating? And then it was too hard to talk about being hindered, not being a when you, when you think the word of God is too hard, um, that's being hindered. And he talks that because they, they couldn't understand about eating his flesh and drinking his blood. They didn't understand the spiritual things of God. And he was teaching these things in the synagogue as he talked in Capron. Then many, therefore, of his disciples, when they heard this, they said, this is a hard saying. Who can hear God's word too hard. I, I know there's some things in there that step on our toes. Praise God. I thank God for his chastisement. I thank God for his word that convicts, cuts to the marrow on the bone. And, and, but it says, 
They, they said, this saying is too hard. Who can hear it? And when Jesus knew in himself that the disciples murmured, are we murmuring? Oh, I got to go to church. There's a lot of people like that. I remember before my children got saved, you know, the youngest ones, they didn't want nothing like the last ones in, and they drug their feet. I don't say that to embarrass them. Maybe after they got saved and got right, they were using my concordance. They were reading the Bible. They were praying. They were out in fire of Lord. I thank God for that. Thank God for a pastor that, and his wife and many of you that prayed for him and fasted. My daughter wouldn't be saved. I don't have to fast. But I know, I know it's the Lord that's saved. I, I do. I know, but it's it's what we do. What are we doing? You know, she had to repent. She had to humble herself. And many fasted. Many prayed. Many took the time to reach out to her. And that's how we need to do. Reaching out in these outreaches. I don't care who it is. What kind of trouble they're in. You know, we were, there's some of us that were in the same place. Many of them. And uh, he said, does and, and this is what really when Jesus knew in himself that the disciples murmured, these are disciples. We, we disciples better not murmur, right? He said, and he said unto them, does this offend you? God's word never offends you. It might hurt me, it might convict me or condemn me, but nothing God's word never offend you. And he said, what if he shall see the Son of Man ascend where he was before. It is spirit that quickeneth us. The flesh, this old flesh, it profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. And he said, but there are some of you that believe not. And he talks about from that time, many of his disciples, Went back and walked no more with him. God forbid. Then said Jesus unto the twelve, Will ye also go away? What's going to hinder you? What's going to be that decision that, that prevents you from getting in and getting in and, and praying and seeking the Lord with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength? I know we love him with those, but to love him, are we seeking him with those things? And then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. And we believe and are sure that thou art Christ, the Son of the living God. Amen. Are you sure? Are you settled in your mind? Because you know, if you're not, it's going to hinder you. If you got any doubts or questions, these things are going to hinder you. And I, I take those doubts and questions, if there be any, and, and replace it with hunger and a thirst for righteousness, a hunger and a thirst for the Holy Ghost, and a hunger and a thirst for the things of God, for a closer walk, and to be faithful and true. We've got countless examples in the Holy Bible where people, you know, even God talked to Cain. And, and tried to, to talk to him, and yet he fell. You know, had 
he obeyed God. Had Adam and Eve and, and so many others that were walking with God and, and somewhere or another they stumbled. And, and instead of repenting and getting right, a lot of times that's when things, if you don't repent and don't get right, that's when things get worse. You got sins on top of sin, and it just it's just like a, a whirlwind. And then you're getting tossed to and fro, to and fro. And uh, I don't want to be, I don't want the things of this world. I don't want to be eaten with the slimes of this world, or that's sitting at the table with the devils. I'd rather be at the Lord's table. And I'm looking for that great supper. We get to that, that bridegroom's marriage supper. Praise God. I want to have the right garments on, that wedding coat. To be ready. Again, I, I just want to encourage you all. That wasn't so much preaching or teaching. Whatever you want to take it. But I pray that if, if any get anything, get the spiritual hunger and desire to have your Bible, to get God. And it is a person. You can't worry about what somebody sitting next to you is thinking or saying. It ain't going to matter. It doesn't matter if you're not a, you know, you're not one that normally goes out and runs the aisles or shouts amen and praises God. It doesn't matter. You know, you don't know. God will bless you for doing that. There, there have been times in my life that, you know, I was, you probably wouldn't believe it, but I was kind of shy backwards and quiet. And now you can't get me to shut up, right, wife? <laughs> but uh, people on the streets will say the same, but. I, you know, I, I love talking about the things of the Lord. He's not something you want to be quiet about. Your family that's perishing, that's something you don't want to be quiet about. I'd invite them to church, invite them to the revival. Definitely keep praying. If you don't know praying and fasting, you just don't know what God might do. Who would have ever thought? Eat and partake of that heavenly bread, that bread of life. Jesus Christ, our Lord, um, is the is the most important nourishment you'll ever have, and it's eternal, it's everlasting. And, uh, just going to turn this service back over to Jacob and love and appreciate you all. And let's go and have church. God.